You're listening to 1001 Album Club, where each episode we discuss a different album from Robert Demery's book, 1001 Albums You Must Hear Before You Die. talking about Rod Stewart. Every picture tells a story. In the room, I have Adam, Ben, and John. Hi. Every picture tells a story is a third album by Rod Stewart released on May 28th, 1971 on the Mercury record label. The producer was Rod Stewart and the genre is roots rock. And from all music review, Stephen Thomas Irwine. Without greatly altering his approach, Rod Stewart perfected his blend of hard rock, folk, and blues on his masterpiece, Every Picture Tells a Story. Marginally, a harder rocking album than Gasoline Alley, the faces blister on the Temptations cover of I Know I'm Losing You, and the acoustic title track goes into hyperdrive with Mick Waller's primitive drumming. The great triumph of Every Picture Tells a Story lies in its content. Each song on the album, whether it's a cover or an original, is a gem, combining to form a romantic, earthy portrait of a young man's jealousy celebrating his young life. Of course, Maggie May, the ornate, ringing ode about a seduction from an older woman, is the centerpiece. But each song, whether it's the devilishly witty title track or the unbearably poignant Madeline Wynn, has the same appeal. It's a beautiful album, one that has the timeless qualities of the best folk, yet one that rocks harder than most pop music. Few rock albums are quite this powerful or this rich. All right, what do we think of Every Picture Tells a Story by Rod Stewart? This is one of my all-time favorite records. Interesting. I like this record a lot. That's awesome. I, I think I found it at the right time of my life. I think I was the age of the dudes dudes in these story songs. Rowdy, single, kind of lonely. It's a hard rockin' record. It's, it's, it's also warm, and it's, it's poignant, and it's wistful, and it's also, you know, optimistic. It just such a good, like... Young adult. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, I I have a somewhat similar experience. Uh, I basically heard, well, growing up in the 80s, uh, Rod Stewart was this weird old guy who, you know, I mostly knew from, like, seeing like commercials for his tours where he's wearing these, like, shimmery jackets and he's got this funny haircut he just seems like a old guy. Like it's it's like not something aimed at, you know, me, you know, my in my generation. And then like if you think I'm sexy came out around that time, <laughs> or at least was playing a lot then. And you know, like that song was hilarious to us. Fast forward to being like 25 years old and discovering the faces, and 
ultimately like checking more of Rod Stewart stuff out, I was like, oh hell, <laughs> this is good. It's got such a, like the, the faces playing their performances have such like a I mean they're they're playing a lot of acoustic guitars and rocking. I mean they have really great warm tones and I just I love I, I love that band. I think that they have such a great sound and um performing with Rod's voice he does like you said he does like growling rock and roll but he also does these really nice sweet songs and I'm a sucker for uh groups that have like multiple facets like that. Yeah, I th- it does feel like the faces are a bit of a like a garage band. They're not quite as tight as, you know, you might expect they're they got that Rolling Stones vibe. I was about to say right, it's a Rolling Stones vibe. They're like for a bar sure. band. Yeah, they're they're the ruckus band. They'll be at the Roadhouse. It's kind exactly. of charming yeah. though. It's charming oh, yeah. that they have this like like kind of drunken like rock and roll bar band thing, but they also have these like s- sensitive uh, you know s- s- uh, softer sides to their performances, and and Rod's voice is just very natural for that. And y- y'all know how big of a Rolling Stones fan I am, but like this era, like Faces and Solo Rod Stewart, like early 70s, to me, it, it hits my ears like Rolling Stones with a more accomplished singer. Mm-hmm. You know, and yeah. I love Mick Jagger, but Rod Stewart's got pipes. Yeah. Yeah. And personality. A lot yeah. of personality. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I kept hearing. Uh, uh, I'm not a Rod Stewart was definitely like a blind spot sort of in my, you know, just like, like you were saying, like, was, when, like for me, it was almost the opposite of a blind spot. It was like, it was like a well, glaring. I saw, well, <laughs> shiny I saw spot. him, but at the same time, it was one of those things where uh, it, I saw him in a later career where, where he yeah. was, he was doing ballads and it seemed very much like a lame, he wasn't still Mick Jagger doing his strutting right. around. Yeah, like you know, Mick never changed. He, but, yeah, yeah, exactly. He just got old. And so Rod Stewart <laughs> is definitely. It, it took a minute for me to to like you were saying go back and or kind identify of identify with what he originally did. Yeah, and and since I've always there's always something in the back of my mind that's just I listen to the music and I think it's just having heard the stones so much that I'm, I, I think this isn't the Rolling Stones, you know, like it's like one of those things where it's hard to, to separate because it, it feels very much like a let it bleed record. This record does. And so I, I had to really concentrate and get my mind off of that and just kind of take it as it is. Once I was able to do that, I really liked it. Yeah, I really did. But it took a minute to, to really pull myself out of a comparison of, you know, that sort of like Stones Beatles or something like that, where you, you, you just identify this other band that you've listened to so much more and really connected with to say, oh, OK, it's not just a rip off of, of this other band or mm-hmm. no, something we like took that. took the Ronnie Woodbridge. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I, I didn't know this album other than, you know, Maggie May and Find a Reason to Believe. I mean, like the, the big hits that were out and around. Um and the stuff that I didn't know, I liked, but I'm honestly, I'm not crazy about his version of everything. Um, the original review that you read at the, the start of the uh, episode says that, you know, they thought that their version of I'm losing you was really, really good or his version of that was great. Actually, I, I think that was one of his weakest songs on the album. I didn't I didn't think he carried it. I don't, I mean, maybe, maybe it's a lingering stain from the, do you think I'm sexy Rod Stewart, which is exactly, (laughs) I experienced it as a child growing up the same way you did, Adam. Like, this is who Rod Stewart is. But I just, 
I just didn't believe him trying to do I'm Losing You. I feel like this album, though, uh, when he was doing the covers on Gasoline Alley, I felt like those were flat. Mm. Like, those just didn't work for me. And so Gasoline Alley, I was like, eh, this is okay. It's sort of the playing's like so-so. They're not very together. Um, but this, it feels like they something sort of clicked, I feel like, with this album that sort of like aligned a bit more. You're right, though. I mean, it, I wouldn't say that his, some his covers are necessarily better or as good as some of the originals, but I feel like they're not out of place. Right. That's the that's the strength of this album and, and that sort of review is saying like each one of these, even though it, it might not be that great, it still feels like Rod Stewart like can perform it. Right. And the feeling of this album is consistent from song to song. Yeah. Like even though, yeah, I mean, that's all right, I guess was whoever wrote it for Elvis originally. And then tomorrow's a long time is Dylan uh, and find a reason to believe was originally Tim Harden. But those three, I thought he covered well. I just, I mean, I don't know. Would you call I'm losing you a Motown kind of song or what would you? Temptations. Temptations. Yeah. Yeah. So is that Motown? I'm I'm really bad about geography. Yeah. Yeah, Okay. I was like, Temptations is Motown, right? Yeah. So, (laughs) but, and you, of course you can adapt it and make it your own, but the way he adapted, I just, was like, this is just, it just Hmm. doesn't feel right. I like the, the, I'm losing you. Yeah. It's good. (laughs) You even like the breakdown at three minutes. It's like, okay. I also I got I've got it on a, a Faces live album of this era and the breakdown's even longer and I oh. still like it. Okay. <laughs> Speaking of covers, this is a little off the rails, but uh, I was just remembering that Rod Stewart um, later covered uh, a Tom Waits song, uh, Downtown Train. Um, that makes sense. Actually. Oh, yeah. yeah. I can, it's I can a big cover, that. and it was yeah, all know, over the radio. Stewart's, yeah. And I remember seeing something, because I, I, I used to have, I used to listen to that, and uh, I remember uh, Tom Waits saying, like, I think it's the most money I've ever made from a song. <laughs> uh, it was just like, it was... It was interesting because it's like Tom Waits, you know, you see as this sort of like icon and almost like a musical god, like to some extent. He's he's just so loved by the people who love him. But like Rod Stewart is so much bigger. Like I, I find oh man. I actually find Rod Stewart's like fame a bit like You're perplexed or something? A, a little how, bit. How did he get so wealthy? How did he get well, so just, famous? Yeah, so famous. He's uh, very successful. Yeah, he, yeah, yeah. He owns I think this is correct. So in Dubai they build a lot of uh, fake land. You know, they make like landfill to make little islands and stuff off the coast of Dubai. And one of the developers built 
a bunch of islands in the shape of the world. I and, remember those. And so he owns yeah. like what? the island of UK in Dubai. That, that's his island. <laughs> yeah, it's his island. Oh, that's yeah. cool. Like, oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like, that's my island. I own all of Great Britain. He owns the pile <laughs> <Yeah>. of sand <laughs> that shaped vaguely like like the UK. Exactly. Of course, <laughs> of course he does. Yeah, but I, uh, I mean, I just don't, I just don't know how he he got there. Other, I mean, very talented. Don't get me wrong. I'm not, I'm not dissing on that. I just find it interesting that it's. He's one of those guys that one no guys. one else sounds like. Him. That's true. Almost like Sting in a yeah. different way. You know, like you hear yeah, yeah. one syllable and you're like, that's Rod Stewart. That's true. He does have a very I, unique. I, that's so marketable. Yeah. 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 I mean, I think that's what it is. Um, I and he's joined so many people way. like on albums and things, right? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Like he's, like, he's uh, kind like of Brian Adams and Sting. Him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I looked up his net worth. Uh, it's. Uh, from like last year, they're saying 185 million pounds. Huh. So uh, like one and a half okay. times that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, the second article that came up said Rod Stewart and wife Penny Lancaster seen eating at Subway. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's how you keep all. That's those how pounds. you keep that money. <laughs> <laughs> Save it. Yeah. Did he ever have like a like a a big. Uh, what would you say, like, where he spent all his money? It's like, oh, oh, I'm out of money. I feel he like, like he's... Did he ever buy a Tyrannosaurus he, Rex's yeah, skeleton? Yeah. No. I did he <laughs> go to jail for tax evasion? Like no, I don't think so. It seems like he's it. always been... Yeah. Because, uh, like... He's always one, like one of the like one of the, the, the ways you can get a, get a dig in at Rod Stewart is you can talk about how, like, you know, he sold out on his rock and roll career to go disco, then he sold out on that to do the old, like, old American standards thing, sing to grandmas. So that's a dig, but that's also, you know... That's where he's got money. You know, he, he, yeah. is, he is like, he will he always finds an audience. He will change yeah. with the, with the weather, you know, like yeah. he'll, he'll make the, he'll make the kind of music that's selling that's and the pop star. Does, and, and the, the rock and roller of me. Do, do I wish he always like stayed true to that? Of course I do. But you know, whatever. I got like five great albums. Out of There's it. a lot of material. There's yeah. enough material out of him before that happens. Like there, there are groups that like, I mean, you mentioned sting. It's like how many, how many police albums, are you, you know, into maybe mm-hmm. versus like his body of work? You know, it's like I'm not really into modern Sting. You know, do you and remember the old Adam and his package song called uh, "Sting Cannot Possibly Be the Same Guy from the Police"? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, I remember that. That was such a good one. <laughs> yeah, Stewart cannot possibly be ga- from Gasoline Alley. <laughs> it's funny. Uh, Hey, you remember that uh, uh, big Rod Stewart hit from the 80s, the Motown song? <laughs> yeah. Bring over some of the old Motown yeah. records. Yeah. Wow, I don't remember that. Put the speakers that. in the window on the blow. Okay, okay. Yeah. I mean, like, in the video, he's dancing with cartoons just like Paula Abdul. Yep. No, he is a cartoon. He's a, he's he's re- he's real at the beginning of it, and then like something happens, and he turns into cartoon Rod Stewart, and now and, and then he can hang out with the tunes for the rest of the video. Somebody you know spilled what? Um, the ink, and then right, he right. was birthed out of a. No, I don't know. I'm good with it. <laughs> like, it doesn't bother me, you know. Yeah. Like I'll take I'll take all the Rod Stewarts, you know. They're 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 all fine. No, no thanks. No. Uh, yeah, I I think this this Rod Stewart is is where I, where I lie. I could get down with a couple of Gasoline Alley tracks. How about like Jeff Beck Rod Stewart? No thanks. No. No. I, I I'm just I'm don't. into this. Yeah. Rod Stewart. This is this, the best one, but they're they're okay. <laughs> this feels 
This feels like... Do you like blondes have more fun, Rod Stewart? Okay, no, fine. <laughs> you had to push me. <laughs> isn't that, that's the one with If You Think I'm Sexy. I'm pretty it, sure. That's yeah, that's yeah. the one. Like, that's, it, isn't that the one that started that was with the Elton John feud? Over who could be the sassiest fancy lad? <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm back on there. <laughs> like, I didn't know he had a few real Oh, yeah, he were, does. Weren't we talking about this? At the, yeah, Elton oh, was, John. It, was it Rob or something that was I talking, talking about? about it was, yeah. Yeah, like Rod Stewart puts up like the blondes have more fun billboard for the promotional release of it, and Elton John buys the billboards across the street that says like the brunettes make more money. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, sass. It was a it wow. was a, it was a lot of digs. Who's the sassiest lad? Wow, it's okay. some shade. <laughs> yeah, I feel like uh, yeah, I'm watching reality TV over here. Yeah, I get the I get the sense of even more than the Stones. I feel like the Stones were like we're definitely going to. Muscle Shoals, and we're doing this. Uh, we're doing the soul thing. Where, whereas I feel like Stuart and the Faces were saying we're gonna be that that band that almost feels like like the Pogues or like that sort of like English late night. I got a guitar, you got a fiddle. We're yeah. gonna mm-hmm. strum this this tune out, and everybody's gonna sing along, and it's gonna be a good time. It's well, funny yeah. that you mentioned the Pogues because I think that's probably they were probably my gateway into Rod Stewart was because I grew up listening to the Pogues and discovered them maybe at like eleven or something, and loved that band because they did the upbeat, rocking, kind of almost punk-influenced songs, and then they did the beautiful ballads. And so here's another group that takes that kind of rootsy sound and does, like, rockin', you know, less punk, obviously. There's no punk here, but, like, uh, but it's that rock and roll and then the soulful, sad, wistful songs. And it's, I like, I like seeing that, and I think that might have been my connection. I think it's a good comparison. Yeah, I mean, and Rod Stewart is... English and Scottish, and I think that some of that Scottish kind of blends in a bit with some yeah. of the feel of, of the musicality, and even like Maggie May is a based a little bit on a, a an original British sort of uh, I don't know what you want to call it like that's a song about a sailor being robbed by a prostitute, <laughs> but you know those types of songs like a, an, almost a sea shanty I guess or uh, original British bar song uh, and. You're right. Instead of taking that that southern soul feel, you mix in some of that late night pub feel. Yeah, pub. Like, yeah, you're, you're talking about like like the late night pub feel. Like pick up your guitar, pick up your fiddle, and <laughs> something that I read when I was reading about today that I think just kind of like exemplifies that feel and that vibe of the album. So on this album, like not only is there a song called Mandolin Wind, which heavily features the mandolin, but like it's a very famous mandolin line to Maggie May. And Rod Stewart, when it came to the album credits, couldn't remember the name of the bloke that was playing mandolin with him that night. And it's just credited as the mandolin player in Lindisfarne. Wow. Uh, We now know it's most likely a guy named Ray Jackson. Wow, because that is, (laughs) I think, one of the most iconic parts of the 70s. I mean, I feel like you could just play that part. And most people would be able to identify with no vocals or anything, mm-hmm. uh, the breakdown. It's like, that's so wild. It's the mandolin player from Lindisfarne. Yeah. You know the guy. <laughs> yeah. But hasn't that been sort of a trend that has happened, like, at the time that people just didn't really credit the musicians that were on the Maybe track? not on a song where it's named after that instrument. Right. You should credit that instrument. <laughs> it's called, like, This Heckin' Trumpet. <laughs> Who plays <laughs> like, the trumpet? Uh, uh, the trumpeter from Dayton. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
Oh, you're saying that was for Mandolin Wind? It, well, it's the, no, it's the, it's the same and guy. Okay. Yeah, it's a, the mandolin it, player yeah. on this album. But it is funny, like, yeah, yeah to not, yeah. When the rain came, I thought you'd leave. Cause I knew how much you loved the sun. But you chose to stay, stay and keep me warm. Through the darkest nights I've ever known. If the mandolin wind couldn't change a thing. And I know I love you. This if album did, <laughs> did quite well. It reached the number one position in both the UK for six weeks and the US for four weeks at the same time. Maggie May was top of the singles charts in both territories. Wow. So Great song. pretty pretty good uh, reception for this one. Which I I can't blame him. Yeah, Maggie Mae just came on, so it's we're all, such a banger. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is pretty great. No matter how many times you hear it, it's still just like you can't not bob your head. It's they, it's all time karaoke jam. Yeah, <laughs> they did a really great job capturing the fun and the sort of little bit of sadness. The tone, yeah. mm-hmm. I think, this song like with a different recording, it might not have translated quite as well, but. Just exceptional production. I think that this production, though, does owe a bit of a debt to Bob Dylan in, in that sort of like a Rolling Stone. I'm not saying but, it's it's completely, you know, there, but I but I feel isn't like there, isn't there a guy Tom Wilson? I feel like this is is definitely something that with that organ sound and with the sort of like acoustic strumming over top and and that sort of a. Uh, I don't know, just sort of the cadence of, of the song just feels like something, something, it was in, inspirational. I think this whole album, you know, and, and Rod Stewart in general is is probably a bit of a, took a bit of inspiration from Dylan going electric. Mm. That sort of, uh, that sort of vibe he was doing. I mean, so many of these bands, you know, would be lying if they said they didn't. Right. Yeah. Right. I mean, Dylan was like the, he was like the barometer at that time. I mean, he seemed like he just pushed people. Yeah. Where has Uncle Robert been? We're gonna get. To we him. haven't talked about Uncle Robert <laughs> in like five years. Yeah, he's coming up. Don't worry. Like five book years. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you got anything else before we go around? I mean, just listen to this album. Okay. Uh, <laughs> you want to go first? Yeah. Negative. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Can't abide the hair. Positive from me. Like this, this, this album. It's. I think that like I, I definitely have a personal bias, but that's what it's about. I guess you know. Like I said, this album found me at the right time. It just really vibed with whatever state I was in. Yeah, as like a rowdy, lonely twenty-three-year-old. And uh, it it just really just clicked with me, and it's been a, a, a touchstone that I revisit regularly. I, I I like every song about this on this album. I don't skip anything, and I think what they really get is just the the vibe, the feel. Yeah. I'll give it a positive. Um, I'm not crazy about every track on the album, and I'm not uh, a Rod Stewartist, uh, although. <laughs> 
I like uh, <laughs> all of his iterations for the most part, with the exception of the performance of Do You Think I'm Sexy? Um, but I'm gonna, I actually like Do You Think I'm Sexy? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but clarification, I don't hate it, but it's just like, as a kid, it was it's, not cool. Yeah. And like, I, I it's like... It's goofed on. I think I ironically like it, maybe. Right. I don't know. You're not going to put it on and, and enjoy it as a as a song to sing to your lover, you're going to, I mean, it, unless you're unless doing, doing So I Married an Ex-Murderer. Right, uh, exactly. Then you're goofing, but it's yeah, also good point. homage. Yeah. Uh, but, and there are some songs on here that are problematic and yeah, you can say it's an element of the time or yeah, they're trying to push like the edginess, but you know, calling someone a slit eyed person is, is always wrong. Mm. Uh, wrong. And it's in every picture tells a story. Wow. Like it's just, it's just wrong. <laughs> like, wow. y- you know, and as much as you're trying to go for like a stone's feel where I'm going to push the edge and I'm going to be dirty and rotten, like, you know, pushing it into racism is, is a hard, is a hard no for me. Wow, I definitely never noticed uh, that. Yeah. Well, because it's thrown aside and the song is so jaunty and it's a really fun song <laughs> about traveling around the world and sowing your young oats and trying to find love and figure your shit out. But you know, when you say things like that, it's, it's just wrong. Orientalism is, is wrong. Yeah, you know, obviously. um, and then, you know, just not feeling some of his performances as genuine, like the I'm losing you. That still being said, those two pretty big negatives for me, I still come out positive because there's so much just joy throughout the rest of the tracks and he carries it. It's really great. Yeah, I, I think I this is one I haven't listened to in years, years and years. I just don't know why. Probably because I was busy listening to the stones like exile like a hundred times uh but yeah it was a real joy to to revisit and i will probably put it on a lot more especially if i'm feeling in that sort of like pub uh mandolin um bluegrass sort of sort of feel um we didn't mention the record cover but very cool record cover it's sort of like art deco absolutely and um it's like a very stylish, it, it just kind of... It, it, Still looks cool today. Yeah, it's yeah. Very, very cool. Um, yeah, but overall, you know, not like you said, I'm not a big Rod Stewart fan. Uh, his voice is very unique, and I appreciate that, but at the same time, I just kind of falls off later on as it gets into the 80s balladry and stuff like that, disco, Rod. But yeah, there's just something about this album that... that really resonates and it feels like kind of a timeless album a bit it's sort of like the the band or, or yeah uh, or yeah. um bob dylan and those sort of like uh country folk albums we're kind of in bluegrass country right now and yeah it just it just feels good uh it feels like feels like a saturday night where people are around a campfire or something like that you can just kind of it puts you puts images of of that sort of like country uh uh, relaxed feeling, but rock. It's still rock and roll. It still kind of yeah. has that rock vibe through it. Yeah, positive. Yeah, I mean, I'm definitely a fan. I, I have this record on vinyl. I love that Ben will bring in props sometimes. He brought his copy <laughs> of the vinyl today, uh, and I've got this one too. And I, I think it's I think it's really strong. Um, it's uh, they just seem like a band that's having fun and. Um, whether they're singing the rowdy songs or the sad ones. And um, it, it seems like a very, it, you know, there's there's no pretense to me that I, it, it just seems like players want to play. I also love that Ben was telling me uh, that, like, 
the faces backed up Rod for like four albums, like after, like, and then sometimes sang with the faces. And like, I just love that. It's like, there's like, yeah, sure. We'll play together. Yeah, sure. It just, it just seemed like an interesting camp of people who just wanted to play music. You yeah. Know? And I think it's, um, it's that image of the band that like the amateur music listener, you know, it sort of has is you're just picturing them just having fun all the time. Just like, but it's like, I think, I think they probably had a pretty good time. They see, they, they, it feels authentic. Yeah. You know, the, the name of the, the faces anthology, five guys walk into a bar. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty good. Uh, all right. Next time we'll be talking about Emerson, Lake and Palmer pictures at an exhibition. All right. Thanks y'all.